0: Hello and welcome to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. I hope you are checking in for your weekly bit of wisdom, and if you are, then welcome back. If you're new, then let me just give you a quick rundown of what to expect. My goal is to provide you with weekly information that is helpful, useful, safe, and effective in matters that relate to your health. Whether you're listening in on iTunes, Google, or some other way, Subscribe for weekly updates, and feel free to share this with friends of yours who could use some tips about getting healthier. Now, I am not selling any product or any programs, so my advice comes with no strings, just years of experience, and the latest research the internet and good old scientific data can provide for you. Now, if you were with me last week, I gave my extended thoughts on stress. It took a little bit longer than I normally do, and I intend to keep it a little bit shorter today. Today, I want to tackle a few simple tips on how we can move forward in losing a little bit of weight. This really boils down to a pretty simple matter of the amount of calories that we take in versus the amount of calories that we expend or calories that we burn. So calories in versus calories out. If we use a couple of approximations that a 150-pound woman who's between low and moderate activity, she will probably use around 2,000 calories a day. A man who's 200 pounds would burn more like 2,700 calories a day. Those are just averages, and those are assuming low to moderate activity. There's a lot of variations in there, but let's just use those numbers for for, for ballpark figures. If those people are eating more than those number of calories, then they will be expected to gain weight. If they are eating less than those number of calories, they will be expected to lose weight. Pretty simple. Now, we only really have two ways to... um, decrease the number of calories that we take in, and that would be diet, which I loathe. I think diets are overall a bad idea. I just don't think they're practical, and I don't think they work in the long haul. I'll give you some reasons why. A lot of the diets that are out there restrict our food choices. Over the course of time, that just doesn't work for you. You're told you can't eat certain foods. Somewhere along the line, you are someplace and that food is offered. You eat it, and the beginning of the end of the diet has started. That happens all too often, and I just don't think diets like that restrict you are sustainable. Some of these diets make claims that certain foods are bad or certain types of food are bad. South Beach diet, for example, looks at something that they call the glycemic index of foods. And they put bananas on the top of that list. And they say bananas are something that should never really be eaten if you want to follow the the South Beach diet because of the the way that they are processed in your body. That's kind of ridiculous to think that there are some foods that are bad. Some foods are better foods. They're more nutrient-rich for the calories that they provide you with. And some are the opposite. They don't have a lot of nutrients compared to the number of calories that you take in. But there's no one food that is bad or one food that is good. Some of these diets ask that you add a certain item into your diet on a regular basis. There's the eat a hard boiled egg with breakfast, lunch and dinner and eat the rest of your meal. Drink apple cider vinegar. Some of these diets claim that vegetables have no reckoning in their schedule so you can eat as many vegetables as you want. You've got unlimited vegetables. The only thing that you have to track are the other sources of food. There's some myths to all of those things, Um, and I don't think that you can stay with those for the long haul, I just think those are too difficult. Some of these diet systems want you to count the number of points, and some of them just want you to count the number of calories that you're taking in per day and then limit those number of calories. These systems all demand an awful lot of bookkeeping. Now, you could buy some type of device that would in theory allow you to track exactly what you're eating, as long as you can use it sort of effortlessly, But again, that becomes inconvenient and that's an added expense. I just don't think that those sorts of things seem to work very well for the long haul. And that's the most important thing. We are better served by trying to change the way we approach our food. How and what do we choose to eat? Those kinds of changes and making those choices more wisely can be sustained for the long haul. And they are very easily modifiable. We can change our diets according to the seasons, and we can put the things into our diet as they come into season, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, those kinds of things. If we're not going to just simply follow some kind of a diet that tells us what to eat, what should we think about doing? Well, let's take a look at eating better food choices. What is it that we're eating? Now, this requires us to really pay attention to things and and to to take some, some good hard looks at things we need to look at how many calories a certain food has compared to the nutrition that it's providing us with. And then we wanna try to make substitutions for foods that are higher in nutritional value and lower in undesirable things like uh, saturated fats, sugars, uh, and calories that just don't bring us any nutritional value, no vitamins, no minerals. So paying attention is a key here. You're gonna have to read labels. You're gonna have to start looking at the ingredients in these foods. Most of us, uh, and this is the good news, Most of us do have a pretty fair idea about what kind of foods don't offer us a whole lot of nutrition. What kind of stuff really isn't very good for us, but we do it anyway. For example, a venti caramel macchiato with whipped cream, of course, is 300 calories, 39 grams of sugar, and contains about 25% of our daily saturated fat intake. That's your morning cup of coffee. That's an awful lot. There's really not a whole lot of additional nutrition in there. There's a little bit of vitamin C, and there's some calcium from the milk. This one coffee could equal approximately one-seventh of your daily intake for women or closer to a ninth of the daily intake for men. That's not a very good choice, is it? There's not a whole lot of nutrition there to be using one-seventh or one-ninth of our calorie intake for the entire day. A can of Monster Energy drink has 54 grams of sugar, and they do add some vitamin B to it, but it still comes in at around 220 calories. Can of good old Pepsi is 41 grams of sugar, 150 calories and has no real nutritional value to speak of. Now, if you're only having one of those drinks a day, you still have room to get some good nutrition into your system and have a sound balanced diet for the rest of the day without overdoing it in calories. But how many people are stopping at one? We need to not necessarily eliminate those, but definitely limit those kinds of choices to one a day. What we could also do is cut back on some of those things. Do we really need a venti? Do we need the biggest of the drinks? Do we need to get the biggest size of monster energy drink? Do we need to get the large Pepsi as opposed to a small Pepsi? If we can cut down on the amount that we take of some of these foods that aren't as nutritional, then we'll be saving ourselves some calories, fewer calories in gives us a chance to lose some weight. The other thing that we can do is begin substituting foods that do have fewer calories and more nutrition for some of those foods that we just talked about. And there's, there's lots of other foods like that. And you you can probably think pretty quickly what they are in your particular diet. If you do eat more than one of those foods or, or one of those drinks, it's time to make a change. Substitute a glass of water in for one of those cups of coffee. Substitute black coffee in for the sweetened high sugar high fat drinks that you might get skip the skim milk cut the whipped cream out of your coffee I'm not telling anybody to cut out coffee because I'm not a great person in the morning if I don't get my cup of coffee but I try not to put those extra unnecessary calories in there as much as I possibly can we're gonna try to put lower calorie substitutes in there and we're certainly gonna be thinking about adding drinks in there that are gonna have more nutritional value maybe things like juices Maybe things like smoothies. They even might have a, a, just as many calories but are going to have more nutritional value. We're going to be getting better nutrition for the calories that we're putting into our body. And it's no surprise that if we start talking about food, we have to attack food with the same kind of thoughtfulness. What foods do we eat that are essentially nutritionally bankrupt and high calorie? A couple of thoughts on those. If your afternoon snack is a candy bar, what do you do? Well, a full size Snicker bar, Snickers bar is 250 calories. It's got nearly one fourth of, sat- of your daily amount of saturated fat, and it's got 27 grams of sugar. Now, my worst indulgence is that I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. There you're talking about 230 calories, 20 grams of sugar, but still a fourth of your daily amount of saturated fat. If you're going to choose something like that, why not swap it instead for something like a Cliff Bar, which gives you 190 calories, 8% of your saturated fat? And only 12 grams of sugar. We're gonna make some choices. We're gonna have some kind of a snack. Why can't we pick some sort of a 100 calorie snack pack that these different companies are making? 100 calories worth of almonds or nuts. 100 calories worth of a low fat substitute. The public has made a marked attempt to do more healthy eating, and the, the food manufacturers are paying attention. So they are offering some of these things. and We can pick them up and we can put them into our diet. Have them ready. If you need uh, a pick-me-up, if you know that you're going to get hungry between breakfast and lunch or between lunch and dinner at the end of the day, those would be much, much better. What's going to happen if you have a coffee drink in the morning and a Snickers after lunch? You're on your way to having third or half of your daily calories tied up in just a couple of snacks that aren't offering you very much nutrition. We can make some better choices of the foods that we put in. We're gonna to have to read some labels. We're gonna have to start looking at the things that we're putting in, and we're gonna to have to be deliberate about this. So, substituting one good snack per day. We don't have to, we don't have to throw away all those sweetened drinks, but we need to, to look at what we're doing, honestly look at it, and figure out which one thing we can swap out for something that's healthier and lower calorie. Once we start making that step, it becomes a little bit easier to make the next step. There's the idea of making better choices, And then there's also the idea of just putting less food into our system. How do we do that? Well, one of the best ways to do it is with a little bit of education, a little bit of information. Let's take a look and do some label reading and see what the portion size is for something. A lot of times we just grab a handful of something and start eating it without realizing that a portion size of crackers, for example, might be seven or eight crackers. We start with... 15 or 20 crackers and then we put cheese on them and we think that's a healthy alternative except that we've had Over two servings plus some fat that we hadn't necessarily counted on So we need to know what serving sizes are and start eating them on a food that's serving sizes or else we we run the risk of putting Double the amount of calories in with every meal just because we don't know how much we should eat so we need to learn what our serving sizes are another problem that a lot of us face is something that I like to call mindless eating. You've all done it probably. I do it, unfortunately, all too often. I come home at the end of a day, kind of tired, kind of mentally drained, eventually plop down on the couch with, in my house, a bag of pretzels. One of the good things about that is it's a bag of pretzels and not a bag of potato chips. So I've substituted a better, lower fat snack instead of chips, something that's higher fat. It's not all one of nutrition and pretzels, but there's fewer calories. So if you're going to make a choice like that, at least I'm headed in the right direction. I'll plop down on the couch. I'll start eating chips I turn on, as I turn on the television and sit and mindlessly watch something on television for a while. What do we do about that? Well, it'd be great to tell people to don't mindlessly eat. If you're going to have something to eat, be deliberate about it. Those are, those are wonderful thoughts. But sometimes at the end of the day, we just don't have that willpower. We don't have that brain power to, to think those things through. So instead, let's create a new habit. If you're going to eat pretzels, go to the kitchen, open up the pantry, take out the bag of pretzels, open it up, pour the pretzels into a bowl, close the bag, put it back in the pantry, close the door, walk into the living room, turn on the television. Now, when you're finished with that portion of pretzels that's in your bowl, you have to make a conscious decision to get up again and repeat the whole process. Hopefully, we've built in a couple of steps there where you might be reminded that you don't need a second serving of pretzels as you're sitting there watching television. None of us really need snacking like that. We do it just because it's a habit. If we make the habit to be better portion controlled, make it harder for us to go the extra mile and put that second portion in there, there's a very good chance that we won't do it and we'll end up eating A healthier amount of a snack. Of course, it would be great to come home and snack on something at the opposite end of the spectrum that's completely healthy. Something I like to call rabbit food. Carrots and celery sticks. Most people aren't doing that either. If you're going to snack on the, the rabbit food, put that in a bowl, take it into the living room. Any food item that we talk about can be misused by eating just too much of it. So we need to keep portion sizes in control, and we try to make, to make better choices. Of course, we could certainly put some other choices in there like fruits, grapes, apples, nuts. There are a lot of good, healthy snacks that have a lot more nutritional value, especially than pretzels. Pretzels just happens to be the one that I've switched to from potato chips. So when I go to the grocery store, my healthy eating starts at that point in time. I make healthier choices in the grocery store by being deliberate. I read the labels. I try to learn what the portion sizes are. I try to buy the fruits and the other healthy, nutritionally balanced foods as often or more often than I buy things like the pretzels. We have more cliff bars in my house than we have candy bars. Those give me the option to make healthy choices. And if we can do that just once a day, we're on our way. If we can make one better choice of what we're gonna drink, then we're on our way. Every step that we take along this line of choosing something better, choosing a more appropriate snack or drink, and choosing a better size is a step toward better health now. And as we do that, we will be taking great strides towards decreasing the amount of calories that we take in. Next week, I plan to talk about the opposite side of that equation. How do we get more calories going out? How do we burn more calories? What kind of things can we do besides just exercise to crank up our metabolism help get our body burning a few more calories? I want to make sure that I give that side of the equation just as much time as I've given tonight. So I'm going to end here uh, and we'll pick up next time with what kind of things we can do to burn more calories.